welcome back to Classical Christian Virtues. I'm your host, Dr. Timothy Dernlin, as we journey together toward the good life by cultivating virtue and resisting vice one week at a time. The companion book to this podcast is also entitled Classical Christian Virtues. You can pick that up at Amazon.com or you can get more information at TimDernlin.com. If you head over there, please do leave me a message. I like reading those each week. Finally, Subscribe to this podcast, give it a five-star rating, pass it on to a friend, and we'll build this classical Christian virtues community together. Love you all. Let's get started. Today we're contemplating the virtue of righteousness and contemplating how to cultivate a righteous life. Righteousness is behaving in a morally correct way. And this is the whole ballgame. This is it. This is why Jesus Christ needed to come, because we can't truly cultivate any of these virtues, virtues perfectly. And it's just made abundantly clear as we talk about this virtue of righteousness. Martin Luther, the great reformer who hung the 95 Theses on the church, in Wittenberg, Germany, over 500 years ago, said, We do not become righteous by doing righteous deeds, but having been made righteous, we do righteous deeds. We know that faith without works is dead, as James tells us, but we also know that we can see our faith by our works. We can't fully cultivate this. We needed Jesus Christ to come and live that perfect life for us that we can't live so that we can be saved and justified and we are being sanctified and as we seek that sanctification and cultivating righteousness in our life we need to be mindful not to fall into the vice of excess which is haughtiness haughtiness and pride was something that the Pharisees fell into. And we want to avoid that vice of excess and seek that golden mean of righteousness. We also want to want to avoid the vice of deficiency, which is irreverence or licentiousness. And again, move back toward that golden mean of righteousness. Righteousness encompasses most of the other virtues. As Christians, we know that we became completely unrighteous when Adam sinned in the garden. However, we are seen as fully righteous through the perfect life of Christ. We're now robed in Christ, and that's how we're seen. As Paul wrote in Romans 7, there are so many times that we do what we don't want to do, and we don't do what we want to do. Um, we, we do not do what we want to do, and we, we do what we don't want to do. This is the daily struggle of seeking to live a righteous life. Matthew 25, 19 through 28 reads, He who walks righteously and speaks upright, who despises the gain of oppressions, who, see, who shakes his hands lest they hold a bribe, who stops his ear from hearing of bloodshed, who shuts his eyes from looking on evil, he will dwell on the heights. His place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. His bread will be given to him. 
His water will be sure. Your eyes will behold the kings, the king of his beauty. They will see the land that stretches out afar. So, not taking a bribe, not hearing gossip, choosing righteous behavior in what we think about, what we interact with, what we laugh at, what we seek to repeat. All these little things need to be looked at. We can read Psalm 37, verse 7. Another good quote on this is that what from Edmund Burke, as we shift our focus to individuals from history, literature, or continuing on in the Bible, Edmund Burke said, All that is necessary for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. So it's not just the sin of commission, but also the sin of omission. When we just do nothing, it also allows evil to succeed. Looking also at individuals from the Bible, we see righteous men like Noah and David, who were not perfect, but lived righteously as they could, versus individuals like Saul, who sought to kill David, Ananias and Sapphira, or even the man who was doing a righteous deed in the temple by praying, but praying loudly so that everyone could hear him. We need to avoid those type of things. That's a haughtiness where we're unreasonably proud from belief that we're better than others. Proverbs 21, 3-4 says, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart are the lamp of the wicked. And irreverence is the other vice we seek to avoid as we seek the golden mean of righteousness. Ir- irreverence. Irreverence. It's not showing a proper respect for important, honorable, or holy things. We know that God is holy. We want to promote truth, goodness, and beauty. And when we're irreverent to any of those things, truth, true things, good things, beautiful things, they all do coalesce in our triune God. But Psalm 31, 18 says, Let the lying lips be mute, which speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. Let's not speak against righteous things or think against righteous things, or laugh against, uh, laugh at righteous things. It can be subtle. Oh, so subtle. Oftentimes, a tyranny is guised in good things and shrouded in good ends and the, and the ends justifying the means. But let's seek to be righteous Let's look for ways where our thoughts, our words, our actions are tempted toward haughtiness or irreverence. Take a moment to pause and contemplate that today. When are you haughty, irreverent? What individuals in your life sharpen you to be righteous? Spend more time with them. Spend more time silently contemplating 
dive deeply into the riches of God's word. And we can strive to be more and more righteous as we move toward being sanctified and living to be like Christ. I want to be a righteous person, and I know that you do too. Let's sharpen each other in that. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can help build this community by subscribing to this podcast, sharing it with a friend, giving it a five-star rating, or writing a comment or review below. All four of those things really, really help. If you'd like to go deeper into this study, you can pick up Classical Christian Virtues at Amazon.com and follow along with us, answer the additional questions in your book, and dive a little deeper. While you're at it, you can pick up a copy for a friend. If you'd like to contact me directly, please go to timdernland.com and shoot me a message. I'd really like to hear from you. Until next time, may God the Father bless you and the Holy Spirit guide you as you strive to live like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by resisting vice and cultivating virtue for the good of others and the glory of God alone.